0: There are so many things as humans that we don't really understand. There are mystic, magical, faded things, as well as other worldly realms that we just can't comprehend unless it's through the journey of our own soul. I'm your host, Steffi, aka The Spirit Sis. I'm a psychic medium, astrologer, and intuition teacher, and I'm here to take you on an exploration of all things spiritual. I'm going to connect to Source, give you divine downloads, and I want to keep you in the spirit loop. So here is the Psychic Scoop. Hello lovelies. It is an absolute pleasure to welcome you back to the Psychic Scoop podcast. I am Steffi, your host, also known as Spirit Sis. I am a psychic medium, astrologer, and intuition teacher here to walk you through your spiritual awakening or your spiritual enlightenment or honestly, if you just want to geek out on fun spiritual stuff. I had a very interesting last couple of weeks for those of you that have been following me on Instagram you kind of know the drama that went down but i've had impersonator accounts for at least over a year and a half so someone will literally copy my entire instagram my bio my pictures everything and then they'll go one by one through all of my followers and message them acting like they're me <laughs> asking them if they can give give a reading and a lot of times they say really weird stuff, like not stuff I would say. I know I'm quirky, but you know, they'll say things that just like don't sound like me, like, hello, Grand Rising, I have a message for you that needs to be delivered immediately or something that just is very scammy because duh, it is. I would never DM you guys telling you that I have an urgent message for you. Also, no psychic would ever do that. So anyway, I'm sure if you've followed me for a while, you already know, know the saga that's been going down. But this was an interesting time because I was so fed up with it. And keep in mind too, when this happens, I'm getting tens of dozens, even hundreds of messages from people saying, hey, you have a fake account. Hey, you have a fake account. And there's not a whole lot I can do. So even getting those DMs is really overwhelming because Instagram hasn't done anything to help me or honestly, the thousands of people who have also had this happen to them. Every single Person who's in the spiritual space has been a target of this impersonation. And I've even seen people in like the digital spaces now getting targeted. But anyway, I went to report the Instagram account right when I saw it. And of course, Instagram did nothing and people were still DMing me about a week later. So I decided to file another report and I wrote that they were violating a trademark and intellectual property copyright, which is true. I mean, they are pretending to be me in my likeness using my brand and my images to impersonate me. I uh, reported the account and then the next day I got an email from Instagram saying that they took down the impersonator and then underneath they had my Instagram handle. (laughs) Oh my gosh. When I tell you that was the closest thing I think I've had to having a heart attack, I was like, "This this is a joke, right? And then I go to my Instagram, my Instagram's down. So they removed my account. They thought the impersonator was me and I was the impersonator. Does this make sense? I know this is like, a big mind puzzle because it took me a little bit of mental gymnastics to figure out what happened. And then you have to file a report on Instagram and no one no one helps you like right away. So I had to wait. It was around like 28 hours until I got my account back. And it was just an absolute shadowy nightmare. So anyway, if you were along the journey with me during that, I apologize for how crazy that was. (laughs) Oh my gosh, there was a lot of uh, processing. I'm still processing what happened because it was really dark for me. And I was really scared that I would lose you guys because this community, means so much to me. Every single client means so much to me, every single conversation I have. And I know you guys are looking out for me too. But if indeed another impersonator will come, which I hope they don't, whatever, if they come along, report and block and move on. We're not going to give any more energy to these people. I don't even need to know because Instagram does nothing. So honestly, report and block and we'll all move on. And I'm so sorry that keeps happening. But on to our regularly scheduled programming. <laughs> While wow this was all happening. The Instagram thing was happening. As I was having my panic attack and freaking out, I ran to my altar and I made a little bit of an intention and a spell to get my Instagram account back. And it worked and it worked really quickly. So I was sharing my pictures of my altar to Instagram and one of my dear clients and also birth chart biz and intuition student, Kristen, she had said, Hey, like, I love your altar. Will you do a podcast on like how you set it up. And I was like, that is a perfect podcast episode because setting up an altar is such a staple for your spiritual journey and something that I look at and think about every day. But it's such like a big part of my practice that I don't even pay attention to it anymore. So today I'm going to talk about how to set up your altar and how to do an intention spell or to do any type of like intention prayer if that's what you are looking to do with your altar, but also just having like a really nice vibey space in Your home that you can dedicate towards your spirituality. First things first, you're going to want to dedicate. Is space. (laughs) Any space in your house that is good for an altar. So, personally, I have mine in the left back corner of my house because for feng shui, that is money, abundance, and it just so happens that's where my office is. So, that's where I set up my space. But let's say you don't have like a dedicated office or you don't even have a room or a corner, you can make a part of your nightstand an altar, you can make a part of your desk, you can make a altar in your bathroom, basically anywhere there is a counter, anywhere there is an empty space, uh, you can make an altar, and it doesn't even have to be that big. Okay, but if you're starting from scratch, you can even go through, you know, like Craigslist or OfferUp or any type of like marketplace, online marketplace, and you can actually find a altar yourself, and it can be a bookshelf, which is what mine is actually. It can be a nightstand or a end table anything that you want and it can be cheap. And then also if you want, you can make it whatever color you want. You can paint it. It could be a whole ritual of like setting up this altar and kind of making this really sacred thing that you're going to uh, put your intention into. So anyway, it doesn't even have to be expensive in any way. I have also seen altars on Floors before, and I think it can work. What I will say for me personally is energetically, I like to have the altar be in my eye line just because it just feels like I'm co-creating with the altar and it's really in my like visual field. So that is something I recommend, you know, so if I'm sitting at my desk, I'm looking at my bookshelf, it's in direct eyeline of where I am viewing out every day. It just really helps remind you of why you're here and the intention you're setting for your altar. So that's step one is getting the altar or finding a space in your house for an altar. Step two, very important step is cleaning the altar. So you want your altar to be simple and clean. The reason being, there is a lot of energetic space that gets taken up when you add in clutter. And there is something so rewarding about having a clean altar space because it feels like a fresh slate. You know, if you were putting crystals on top of crystals and they're all dusty, you know, it it just shows that you don't really respect, (laughs) respect the elements that they bring. I mean, we take showers all the time to clean ourselves, our rocks and our possessions and our things, you know, they are sacred. So we have to treat them with Respect just like we treat our own bodies, right? So, your altar is your temple and treat it like that. But I personally believe that you know, the simpler it is, the better. That way, you don't have to continuously like pick up your rocks and dust them. (laughs) You know, you can just make a space where you can just maybe wipe down once a week, once every two weeks, and just make sure that you are really wiping away anything that's negative and really using that as an intention. Okay, I'm cleaning my space, I am letting in fresh energy. You know, I'm moving around uh, this energy that won't feel stagnant. It'll it'll make more room for my manifestations to come through. So that's kind of the intention you want to set when you are clearing your altar. You can also reset your altar once a week if you wanted, like if you wanted to on Mondays, on moon days, if you wanted to switch out what crystals are on there, or if you wanted to swap out, you know, where everything sits, that's totally fine. But for me, I have maybe one or two staples that always live there. And then I swap out a few different things, which I'm going to go to in step three. What do you have on your altar or on your altar space? So this depends person to person, but I like to include at least three or four of the elements earth, air, fire, water. So for me, I always have this um, money tree that sits there. That's my earth element. I really like it too. In the back left corner of my house, money tree is very good in that spot. So I always keep the money tree there. And I always make sure it's freshly watered. And I always talk to it and make sure it looks healthy on my altar space. Now, the second thing I always have is a crystal (laughs) or my mala beads. And this just represents whatever mood I'm feeling that week or that month, whenever I reset my altar, I just put crystals that I intuitively pick for that space. And usually there's a theme there. The third thing I'll do is I will pick a candle or two that represents the intention that I'm trying to set. And if you're going to be doing a long burn on one of the candles, you always want to make sure you have either like a bowl of water or water close by. So there's your water element. Or you can include uh, something that reminds you of the sea or the ocean or a lake that can be your water element. And then for your air element, you can do a few things. Um, You can either have like wind chimes, or you can have something up on the wall that represents air Uh, Personally, I like to have my tarot cards close by and I usually have like a card pulled that represents some type of air quality, but also just by you like sweeping and moving energy once a week, that does represent air because air is not stagnant. Air is always moving, it's very fluid. So when you move around your energy, that's also representing air because air does not sit, it never does. Now, some people do set their altar on a tablecloth or a handkerchief or a tapestry. It absolutely depends on how you want it to aesthetically look. Personally, mine's on a white bookshelf. I really like the way the white looks. It's super crisp. I don't have a tablecloth, but if you are putting more expensive crystals on there, or if if you're having a glass altar or something, just make sure to protect uh, the table or whatever you are setting your altar on if you don't want it to get scratched. That's really the only thing. So step number four, which is arguably the most important, is your intention. Why are you setting up this altar? What are you looking to manifest? And what are you looking to call in? So altar can serve so many purposes. Maybe you always have like a money altar going, or maybe you have an altar for protection. Maybe you have an altar that is sacred with your ancient ancestors. So there is always going to be a purpose that you want to serve with your altar. So Find out what that is, why you want to set up this altar. If you're feeling called to, maybe it is just for purity. Maybe it's for an intention of bringing in more abundance. Maybe it's for calling in your soul family. Maybe it is for healing. Whatever that intention is, I want you to set that before you uh, really try to cultivate your altar. This will bring so much joy, and honestly, like purpose into what you're doing. And It creates a lot of really cool magic as well. So let's say you are going to honor an ancient ancestor, like let's say someone you loved have passed away, and you want to honor them with an altar. So this would be adding something sacred to it, like maybe a possession of theirs or a picture of them, and maybe some of their favorite colors. That's a good way to set up your altar. But let's say you wanted to make an altar for bringing in abundance. That's when you have your money tree, your green crystals, uh, candles. represent money. Maybe you put a, you know, $100 bill, or let's say you're calling in love or a romantic relationship. Maybe that's when you put in your pink, your rose quartz crystals, or things that symbolize love and connection to you. So it's kind of like, you know, when people mood board, (laughs) you're like pinning stuff on Pinterest, it's kind of like that, but in the physical form, right? So you're bringing things into your reality. It's a visual board for life, (laughs) if that makes sense. So when this whole Instagram shiz was going down with me, The first thing I did was grab two candles. So I actually love setting my altar with candles. It's the first thing I do before I even set crystals down, actually. I love different colored candles because they represent different things for me. And this could be a general thing, but for me, different colors mean different things. So I will put a black candle when I want to feel protected, when I want to get rid of negative Energy. I put a blackout, and then I put a white candle as well, because when the negative energy is getting getting out of my space, the white is purifying and cleansing the energy. So when this Instagram thing was happening, I felt all kinds of confusion. Right. So I put the black and white candle up, and as I was lighting the candle, I said out loud to spirit, I said my intention. I said, "Hey, this black candle is to get rid of this imposter, <laughs> to get." Rid of any corporate nasty energy that Instagram has, you know, put into my life. And the white one is to purify my love for my followers and my love for my community. I want to bring that back to me because that's really sacred to me and I want to cleanse and purify that energy so they don't feel it as well, right? I lit those candles and I said, as I was lighting it, I said, spirit, take care of this issue before the candles burn out. So I, again, set with the universe, my very clear boundary and my rules about what I wanted to happen. (laughs) Okay. And sure enough, actually, it was like halfway through the candles, Instagram problem got fixed. So it was amazing. The second thing I did is I pulled a few tarot cards, which I really like to add to the altar. So whatever the message that spirit is subconsciously trying to tell me or the lesson that I'm going to be learning during this time, I put it up on there. So I had the Temperance card and the Moon card, which was so 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 telling for the situation. I had a lot of like stuff I needed to process emotionally subconsciously, but then the Temperance card meant I was Divinely guided by angels and meant to hold on, be patient. We got this going for you. So I loved that. And then, of course, I set sage, I cleansed the energy, I let that all burn together. I put some crystals that I intuitively picked for this circumstance. And then I wrote a letter as well and put it under, you know, those beautiful crystals I had. And then I walked away. And it was really that simple. So I had two candles, two tarot cards. I think I had maybe three or four crystals and a letter. And that was it. And I actually move my money tree out of the way Um, you know, once the sage burned, I moved that out of the way just because I didn't want any ash or anything dark, you know, kind of clouding up like the whiteness of the space. And that is how I set up my altar. That is honestly as simple as it is and easy as it is. So I would just say get really clear on the why. Why are you setting up your altar? Why are you wanting this intention? What do you want from this? And even if things aren't clear, if you're just wanting something that feels good and feels happy, then just intuitively pick out things in your home or elements that you've find Bring you joy because every time you look at your altar, you should feel happiness and peace, and that's really all it is. So find those things that bring that to you. Because I always go to my altar when I'm feeling discomfort, or I'm not feeling peace, or I'm feeling anxious. I mean, even when my health stuff was going on, I ran to go get an orange candle because orange candles to me mean like bright vitality and brightness and happiness and and just joy again. So um, yeah, and and. When other friends of mine have asked me to do uh, altar work for them, like let's say um, one of my friends, you know, she had tested positive for COVID and she was really scared. And I just, you know, set an intention, lit a candle for her. And I do that for my friends whenever they need a little boost of energy. And I also give them some distant Reiki, you know, just to kind of like help them out. But they don't even really need my help. They can set up an altar in their own space. And that's why I want. To empower you guys to to do the same. Um, I know I'm probably, I already intuitively know a bunch of you are going to ask me questions about the candles. (laughs) I get my candles at two different local shops in my town, like very nice mystic shops. And I also have like a candle holder I like, but you can do thin thin or thick candles. It doesn't matter. Um, Personally, the thick ones I use for like spells or intention work that I know is a little heavier and it's going to take a little more time. And the skinny uh, colored candles I do for like a half a day spell or anything like that. So uh, the colors mean different things to me. So I don't want to tell you what color coordinates with e- each one. I mean, you can Google it if you want. But personally, I would love for you to just get, you know, five, six colors of what you really like. And then if you wanted to burn a candle and kind of set your own specific personal story with that candle... You know, for me, like orange is for happiness and good health. Um, like I said, white and black, I already explained. Green is for money. Yellow is for like emotional healing and inner child work. Pink is for like romance, fun. Red is for passion projects, getting things off the ground, feeling really motivated. If I'm feeling unmotivated, I'll, write a, I'll light a red candle. What other colors am I missing, y'all? Um, blue is for calming and for awakening my intuition. And purple is. Is for uh, connecting deeper to spirit, connecting deeper to that third eye. So blue and purple have similar purposes. And, you know, anyway, you can go on and on. I, I just said I wasn't going to tell you what the colors mean. And then I just did. So fantastic. I hope that helped you in some way, because I think this is something that is so easy. You can do it in Half an hour, and please, please, please send me your pictures on Instagram when you do because I feel like it would be really, really fun to uh, start sharing our altar pics and sharing ideas with each other. We can inspire each other, you know, no gatekeeping here, y'all, <laughs> as you know. But anyway, I love you guys so, so much. And I already talked about this a little on the other podcast, but I do have a free masterclass out literally free. And um, how to find your purpose in your birth chart, and how to find your superpower. I did this because I really wanted to again empower you if you're feeling stuck or confused. And in that masterclass, you also get a fifteen percent discount to Birth Chart Biz, which is my online course how to read birth charts like a boss. I'll link this all below. Uh, students of Birth Chart Biz, you guys are the best. I'm getting the most loving DMs. People are having really mind-blowing moments, looking at their own charts, looking at their family's charts. So anyway, of course, if you have any questions about that, feel free to hit me up on Instagram at spirit underscore sis, or you can go to my website, spiritsis.com. If you want any more information on any of my other courses or offerings, and a small little reminder, I'm going to be traveling for the month of April. So I'm probably going to take a little time off the pod and I might disappear for a while on social media. So I just wanted to inform you that I might just disappear for a minute, but I'm not gone for reals. I will be back with some really channeled high vibe content for you after I am rested and ready to go. And I'm sure I'll have so many great stories to share with you guys because I'm going on some amazing cartography lines. So I cannot wait to share that with you and I'm back. But until then, take care of yourselves. And I truly love you. And I support you in whatever journey that you feel karmically aligned with right now. As of today, I support you on that journey. <laughs> I'm here for you. <laughs> sending you a hug and a pat on the back because you deserve your success and I want to watch you succeed. Okay. Love you. Bye-bye.